the only true currency in this bankrupt world is what you share with someone else when you're uncool. She said that every living creature on Earth dies alone. Hey. It's bad dog Hope is a good thing. Maybe the best of things. And no good thing ever dies. I'm not The more you know who you are and what you want, the less you know. Things upset you. I've had a rough year, Dad. You want an unwritten life? I want an unwritten life. I just don't know what I'm supposed to be. I think you just gotta find something you love to do and then do it for the rest of your life. Boring conversation anyway. I've... <laughs> I have talked to... If you, okay, I was about to say, are you recording? You should be recording. This is a boring conversation. We can talk about all this shit. Um, I have been talking to my mom, my grandmother, um, my dad, and my aunt, and briefly Tommy, since five. <laughs> Did somebody die? Nope. I have news, Logan. You're having a child. Yeah, no, that's the that's my favorite joke to do because if I say I have news, everyone thinks that immediately, and I'm like, nah. <laughs> um, no, You're I, I think so. I okay. think so. Um, we, what's that? Exciting. Yeah, we found a place yesterday in Knoxville. We've been going basically once or twice a week for like the last four weeks. And Katie's been doing some searching too. So that's kind of on average with her looking too, um, um, to look at places in Knoxville. And yesterday we walked into a place because, you know, I think you and I've talked about this. Carol, my mother-in-law is going to move in with us. And um, we found a place that has a, 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 a better laid out, slightly larger uh, main floor um than what we have now and much better laid out um but then underneath it it's like the exact same square footage as the top and it's like a two-bedroom apartment basically underneath it um and not to be like super weird but like our bedroom and her bedroom on opposite ends of the design so it's not like we'd be like on top of her room or anything like that so it's super like divided um and and she had her own entrance and we would have our own entrance and essentially we would have a duplex that is a house um, that's like perfectly laid out for everything she wanted and we wanted. Um, and so it was like, all right, we have a realtor up there. It's our second one. And this lady just hit it out of the park. So we were like, here's what we need. We need imagination. You need to look and see like this is what we're talking about. We're a weird family that loves each other, but we don't want to see each other all the time, but we want to live together. Explain that to me. Um, and this, and And we walked in and we're like, we literally looked at each other and said the responsible thing to do is go look at the rest of the houses on the list today. Don't stop now. Um, but we put an offer in this morning, so we'll see what happens. It's up and it's in the owner's hands now. Um, Exciting. Yeah, it's um, it's cool. Good location. Um, so um, I'm going to let you talk about you. I apologize. Um, yeah, because, I mean, we don't talk about me enough. So I mean, you know, whatever. Um and so um, we um, it, right now, you know, if we have to go to the grocery store, it's at. Well, we just did get a Dollar General, so that's nice and fancy. Um, <laughs> but we we have to go. Um, it's essentially a forty minute round trip to go to the closest grocery store, um, and that's that's a pain, especially like Ezra has a cold or one of us gets a stomach bug and we need some like ginger ale. You know what I mean? Like it's like Jesus, you know. Um, and yeah, I. I 
I know you're saying this for anybody who's listening benefit. I'm well aware. <laughs> yes. It's and so, so this place um, has the only level yard that I have seen in East Tennessee that is not with a million dollar home. <laughs> like it is fucking amazing. That might uh, be better than the, hey, there's a grocery store close by. <laughs> so, so you got that. Then we have four, count them, four grocery stores within less than 10 minutes. We have a Publix, a Whole Foods, a Trader Joe's, which is like super bougie, happy town for me, and a really nice Kroger, which I like Kroger, and I've never been in, well, not since I lived in Atlanta have I been in close proximity to a good Kroger, um, all within less than 10 minutes of the house. Um, I move in with you? <laughs> I mean, well, we're going to have a fantastic guest space so you can visit all you want and it'll be really comfortable and nice. Um, and when my mother-in-law is out of town, um, when she plans to do some traveling, she's actually already offered um, to uh, let us have her apartment or her space for visitors. So like, um, so you, and obviously you could just come to our guest room, but like, say we had my dad's family who I have, I have two brothers. One of them is now engaged just a couple of days ago. That's new. Um, and, and uh, he's the one who had the child. So he, he, his girlfriend and he finally got engaged finally being because we knew they were going to not because I felt they had to, if that makes sense. Um, and, um, and so, but if they all wanted to come because of the space Carol will have, she said that we'll just schedule it. So I'll go to Indiana to visit, you know, Steven, or I'll go to Texas to visit Patrick, um, for however long they're going to be here. And they can literally just have my space and you could have Duncan, my, my brother who's single upstairs. And then your dad, um, and Mitch, uh, downstairs and everyone could have their own space. Like That's nice. it's, it's pretty, and, and also, as you can hear in that statement, the thought process that she's having with how this can work is super kind. And like, and it's like, we're trying to think holistically about the whole situation. Um, so that's cool. There's a freaking fire pit outside, man. And like, so we're going to do like a s'mores roast and like, Oh man, and this is so, in Cleveland. No, this is Where's in Knoxville. Knoxville, okay. Knoxville, yeah. yeah. You said so we, that, I just wasn't listening. We were, we were talking about Cleveland, and then um, Katie got a promotion. Um, and That's so right. the reality became Cleveland still, it's like Ezra's having a hard time with how much she's out of town um, and how many, like, mostly because there are nights where we're like, I'm not sure if she's going to make it for bedtime, buddy. You know, and that's 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 tough for him. And so this will it became a quick thing of do I say don't chase your dream job for stability for Ezra or trace chase your dream job and then we have to move. And I mean, I, you and I've had this conversation, but for those listening, all two of you. Hi, Marie. Hi, Jacob. Um, well, welcome back to our meanderings. <laughs> it's um, only been three months. <laughs> I think two. November, uh, November 27th. Really? Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. Never <laughs> mind. Eating my words. Um, but I looked it, it up because I was curious. <laughs> that's crazy. I think I've counted in my head the comic book podcast as one, and that's not right. Um, but um, but yeah. So um, pretty pretty exciting. And um, and, and for you. I think it's going to be a good thing. I, I honestly was having a rough couple weeks of it. I was super depressed. And we went to a uh, – it's the idea of saying, like, 
say you grew up in Columbus and you and someone asked you where you should look for houses. And if you said the neighborhood you grew up in, there's a good chance that 20 or 30 years ago, that was fine. And the whole dynamic of a town has changed in 20 or 30 years, right? And yeah. so, so a lot of the recommendations were from people who were like that, who were well-intentioned. But I would drive around and be like, I, I, I don't want to move to airport thruway on in Columbus, you know, like I just like <laughs> that, that's I just, where I used to live. <laughs> I mean, and and so like, but but like, I just was like, I don't I don't want to live behind the Walmart. Like, I don't need to have be in anywhere like bougie. But like, I don't I just don't. This is all old, and no one's doing anything to make it look nicer. And it looks sort of sad. And every house is really old, and it's going to need a lot of work. And like, I, if it's going to be old, at least it could have character. But they all just don't really have character either. And then like, ugh. And I was like, I don't want to do this. Um, but we need to do this. And um, and then um, I took some efforts into my own hand and found some other places and sections of town and things to look at. And um, and found a new realtor because our realtor was not helping us. She was awful. Um, and um, and boom, it just worked out. So put an offer in this morning. Actually, um, we we both we all three said we were going to sleep on it and wake up in the morning and see how we felt. We were all still very much a thumbs up. So we put an offer in, and um, we have to hear something, which could be just a counter offer or a rejection. Um, it could be an acceptance as well, but it could be one of those things that requires more steps um, by one o'clock tomorrow. So yeah, that, that's now, awesome. Like I'm happy for you. Thank you. So now now you're you're caught up and like that's the quick i think i've gotten good at catching people up because of the last like four or five phone calls i've had <laughs> <laughs> you were just practicing for the podcast that's it i like to rehearse my craft you know really hone it mm. um anyway so so yeah if i mean i think what i can definitely say is we're, we're going to move to knoxville what i can um only uh, partially say as I may know where we're going to move to Knoxville, but I can definitely say I think we're going to move to Knoxville. So I like Knoxville. So and you've it's been really not that far. Yeah. So yeah. So uh, Tommy and I were talking because Tommy's really probably going to move to Cleveland. Um, and so from Tommy to where like where this house would be um, to Cleveland is like seventy five minutes. Yeah. Like it's it's just not bad, and he was sort of joking and was like, "My commute in Atlanta for like 15 years was that, <laughs> so yeah. no problem, no problem. I'm older, but I can I can do that, you know, every other weekend or whatever." Yeah. So, yeah, wild stuff, wild stuff. Um, that's all I got. What's up with you? <laughs> uh, same old, same old. <laughs> same old, same old. Yeah. There you go. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> nice chatting with you. Uh, um, nothing. Nothing's up with me. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of anything that's happened since the last time I talked to you, which actually has been a while. Like, other than, like, like pop culture, like, hey, I saw this, or hey, uh, you saw Birds of Prey. Fuck me. Let's talk about Birds of Prey. I did. So you've seen it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I really enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed me it too. so much. Like, I thought it was very fun. I So I always feel like I addressed the criticism. I'm just going to ignore criticism. I'd heard some things 
that were not positive, and I disagreed with those things as I watched the movie. Um, I was like, this is really fun. And there was there was somebody else in the theater who was really on the movie's wavelength, too, because we were almost like talking to each other with corresponding laughter the whole time. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm, I'm down in the left corner, and they were up in the right corner, and there's like 30 people between us, but we're the only two people laughing, and we're kind of laughing together. <laughs> So almost like I would laugh a little bit and they would laugh more than I would laugh more. I'm like, oh, we gave each other permission. <laughs> I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was, um, I think, I mean, I don't know, to get like that, to be one of those people. But I thought like, I liked it the best of all of the new DC stuff. Like, I, I really did. I just had a blast. Yeah, I, I think it's more fun than Aquaman for sure. Um, Aquaman is g- great, but at at times it just very much feels like a video game fetch quest, which it seems to be like just a common movie thing that we cannot fucking escape now. Yeah. Um, and I really, really like Shazam. Oh yeah, no, that's a good one. Yeah, no, yep, yep. And I think if maybe they hadn't gone as hard R as they did. I would Mm -hmm. put it right there with Shazam for me as just like out and out fun. But occasionally like there were, there was some stuff that was just a little too much for me. Um, And I felt that way about Deadpool too. So like, like I felt like I I thought about you because you McGregor in a couple scenes says the F word like 15 times in the matter of like a couple minutes. And I was like, I bet Logan comments on the rated R nature of the thing, because there are times when like, so the, the line in the trailers, I'm Harley freaking Quinn. And I actually like that line reading better than I'm Harley fucking Quinn. Yeah. It has like a better like punch to it. And so I, I, so there were moments when she said it, I was like, yeah, I, I, it's a good moment, and, and it's a good moment in the movie. But at the same time, I was like, I really like freaking. Like, it was kind of f- more fun in its own weird way. <laughs> like, yeah. so I thought about you because I know your thoughts, like, especially because uh, of Deadpool, your reaction with the Deadpool rated R-ness. Because in my mind, I would not have thought you would have felt that way about Deadpool, and then you did. So I always remember that. So I did think about you on that. Which is weird because I'm not, especially with language, I'm not prudish. Like, I curse in front of my 12 year old nieces so it's not it's just i i don't know it's it just feels like a bunch of children who their parents aren't around so they can say fuck so they just say fuck a lot and which is kind of the way i use it too but like i i want my entertainment to be better than me so (laughs) um but yeah i really i thought it was a lot of fun i think she absolutely came into her own with the character when she was able to like wrestle it away from the like um and just be like okay well yes she she's gonna dress the way she's gonna dress but she's not going to dress like a prostitute yeah so, she was she wasn't in any way hypersexualized in this movie right and, so. and I, I definitely thought about David Ayer a couple times and was like, man, like she's so good at this job. And like that, like she like and none like 
any i feel like the like an argument could be made that the character like i'm trying to put my head inside of like i made this movie how would i defend it what would i say and maybe they might say like like the character is this is who the character is and i'm like but watching this movie you're like no (laughs) this is who the character is she was just wearing what you wanted her to wear in that movie is what it feels like yeah and you were filming her so that everybody was aware of how she fit into those clothes Mm-hmm. So, or really how she didn't fit into those clothes. Right. Uh, and I love that they got away from that. I I love all of the characters in this movie. Mm-hmm. I, I think that they do a really, really good job of establishing everybody's motives without getting, like, too deep into, like, the why are... I'm not, and I'm not even this person are becoming too much about like, well, we're girls and they're guys. And so therefore this is about us versus them. Right. It isn't us versus them, but it's not a, we're girls fighting off the guys. It's about, oh no, all of these guys are assholes. (laughs) Yes. So so let's just do something about all the assholes. And I I really loved that they didn't. Um, something that because uh, film criticism is good and valuable, I never really paid attention to until I think it was Infinity War, and they point. Yeah, it was Infinity War. They, I heard a lot of female critics point out, like, why did Black Widow have to fight the one minion of Thor that was a lady, or Thor, a Thanos that was a lady? Like, why did that? Ha- why did that showdown have to be? Why do they always have the ladies have to fight each other? Like, it doesn't like Black Widow's a badass; she could fight anybody, and 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 so I. Th- so I think about that stuff just to, as I'm watching it in a movie like this, and I noticed, like, besides some of their, like, the, the characters' internal, like, you know, fighting to kind of figure out who each other are or whatever little bits and pieces, um, it, they don't have, like, a villain fight with a lady versus a lady. Like, all the ladies fight men and hold their own and, like, all of the the black masks like those people were all male that show up to beat them up at the end and then like you don't have like and here's the really tough lady henchman who's gonna fight the ladies and i was like you know what like i didn't know how i because i'm a male and i have my perspective and i don't think it's right or, or anything like that it's just like i don't think about it the same way and so in terms of like infinity war but in this i was like no this is really cool because watch them take down these huge dudes it's more fun to watch because there's so much physical comedy with how she can like jump around these big lumbering lugheads and stuff and do all this stuff and i'm like yeah I've, like if it had been some like other lady in very similar outfits i would have been like yeah okay that's just what happens it would have not been as dynamic or interesting or honestly maybe even as entertaining and so I like that they didn't just sort of say they're lady, you know, heroes, so they have to have lady villains, and that's the end of the story. Like I don't know, I like that. Yeah, me too. Um, I, I also I love wish... the Wonder Woman trailer in the big screen. Yeah. That's really fun. I, I wish it was doing better than it is. I, I think that people are uh, being a little bombastic, bombastic with the like, it's a failure. Thing. Yeah, yes. I mean, it it's definitely made its money back. Um, There's a great. I saw a great tweet today, which is a rare thing these days. Um, but it was a breakdown comparing uh, Birds of Prey to John Wick, 
and it's very much on the same trajectory as John Wick. But then when you watch the movie, well, I saw that before I saw Birds of Prey. Um, but when you watch the movie, and I and I read some stuff about the stunt coordination was helped out with the, some of the, one of the guys behind John Wick. Um, like when you watch the movie, you're like, nope, it's a super rated R, uh, violent stabby punch him shoot him movie um that also happens to be a superhero film but it's not like as not very many parents go and are like yes my eight-year-old could still come see this r-rated movie with me it's not like it is fully an adult you know geared film just like john wick is i mean there there is damn near a date rape scene yeah yeah, absolutely it's so close that like i I was just like this is a date rape scene like and then it kind of takes a sharp turn but i mean it's right there <laughs> it's uncomfortable and and like it is like it's 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 doesn't take it's not a no way jokey it's like it's it's an adult take on this very silly superhero kind of world and 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 john wick is like it's it's a very rated r like they kill a dog in the first three minutes of the first movie or whatever it is and like like they they all these different things to compare them to and i'm like what well, and john wick has spawned two sequels of Another one's coming, a TV show, comic book series. Why would you consider something that's doing comparable business a failure? If the if it didn't, if they didn't spend eight hundred million dollars to make it, right? And so it's, I very there's in, only one reason because they're women. Yeah, so it has to succeed far past what a male a film starring a bunch of guys would. I mean, it made as much money as. Ford v Ferrari. Equality um, has a word in it. It's amazing. It's called equal. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't say to prove a point, you have to be massively more successful. It's just, it's like we can be just as successful. Anything you can do, I can do better or the same, really, is the point. And, right. and honestly, I think this movie is more entertaining than the first John Wick. I'm more, I like over time as much as I like the first John Wick, I like the second and third one more. And so like, I thought this was like an insanely entertaining film. Very funny. And I can't wait to watch it again. It's just, it's, I'm so eye roll bored with any commentary. Now, especially that I've seen the movie that is taking this, is taking this movie down in any fashion. It's just so annoying. And, and anybody that takes it, with any kind of like serious, like, cause I, I, I mean, I see it on the, the nerd message boards and stuff that, that it's not true to the characters and blah, 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 blah. It just, it, it drives me nuts. Like it's, it's a comedy. Like it's very clearly a comedy, a very edgy, like violent comedy, but it's supposed to be really funny uncomfortable at times but ultimately it's all about like you know making things really uncomfortable and then eventually you just get to the the tension breaker which is either a baseball bat or a joke so you know (laughs) like and it just it works 95 percent of the time um spoiler alert for one joke in this movie if anyone hasn't seen it but there's a scene in the trailer where and it's a really cool shot, in my opinion, where Harley is kind of slow motion. It looks like she's 
falling and reaching for something really important. It's very dramatic. She's got like the kind of frilly arm thing she's got on. I'm definitely not qualified to talk about this movie because I don't know what any of those clothes should be called. Um, but it's like, you know the shot I'm talking about? It's like she's reaching yeah. for a person falling off the building. When the when the answer is it's the best egg sandwich in the world, my God, I thought that was one of the best <laughs> things ever. I was like, I feel you, Harley. I have dropped some dessert before, and it feels like that. I Yeah, I'm with you all the way. Vengeance for the egg sandwich. And, and I mean, and that joke literally like it happens towards the beginning and for all the stuff in the movie that, that, you know, plot wise that does not involve that. The ultimate payoff is like this chick still cost me my egg sandwich. Yep. <laughs> so fuck her. Yep. <laughs> and it's funny. Oh yeah. No, I agree. Uh, I agree. Uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. I I want to see more of the Huntress. She was hands down my favorite character. Probably has more to do with the fact that I'm just like head over heels for her. But well, uh, <laughs> partially too, there's something that's a very Logan about like she wants to be called the Huntress, and I'm like crossbow killer and she's like no no <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's that's that that i i feel your empathy for that character um yeah for like for as little as they do to really establish that like it's a very truncated version of like oh here's what happened and but i, I like i was with her the whole way <laughs> like yeah like what Fuck these guys. Yep. Stop calling her the crossbow killer. One of my favorite little jokes, too. I mean, again, spoilers, but um, was the fact that, like, she, when the, 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 the grenade thing happens at the end, uh, like, yeah. He's like just violently eviscerated before <laughs> he hits the water. And and that's one of those moments where I was like, I'm like, oh, yeah, no question. Totally need to be R-rated just so I can have this moment because <laughs> it's so amusing because the time none of the time like he's supposed to hit that water and there's a big splash and like stuff. But no, <laughs> it's so good. It's so funny. I, although sad because Ewan McGregor, I really loved as 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 his character. I thought he was so fun. So I'm sad there won't be more of him. But um, well, I guess technically there's more of him all over that pier. But um, <laughs> but no more of him in the movie. It yes. reminded me a lot of Tom Hardy in Venom, except everybody else was on the same page as Ewan McGregor. Yes, they all knew what movie they were in. Whereas, like in Venom, really when he starts losing it. Basically, everybody else in the scene doesn't understand what he's doing. They're all just looking at him like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah, the only one who really gets it is the CGI symbiote. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Which I am so bizarrely stoked for Venom 2. I can't even explain it. Because, you know, you know what? Because Woody Harrelson probably watched Venom and went, oh, I get what's going on here. I can do this. Let me <laughs> yep. blaze it up and then I'm going to go improv with Tom Hardy in a lobster tank. <laughs> Imagine if I, they go to an aquarium together. <laughs> oh, my God. I just, I, I, in Venom, I mean, it was just okay. It wasn't even, it wasn't even as good as Harley Quinn. Um, but I, I don't know. I'm just fucking jazzed for that movie and they keep showing like bits and pieces from the set and i'm just like oh my god i can't wait i just can't freaking wait i hope it's just insane um yeah 
No, no, I'm, I'm with you. Have, have you seen the pictures of him and the like the wig and stuff on the set? Yeah, the it's... much better wig. Like that's the one thing that killed me. Like more than anything in Venom was like, I get it. That was a very like slapdash put together. But at no point did somebody be like, guys, we've got to be able to do better than this wig. Like we've got to. You know, it looks like they bought it at a Walmart. At a Halloween, like day after Halloween sale, it was it was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, yeah, no, I'm pumped. I can't wait to see what they do together. And um, what else? What else? Oh man, my Fast Nine. I can't wait for that. Saw that trailer oh, in the big God. screen. <laughs> I just like bringing it up to you. Um, <sighs> so I have I have um, the one thing about Knoxville that I'm excited about, or not the one thing, but one thing I'm excited about in Knoxville is that. Um, Katie's co-workers, um, Caleb and Ryan, are, are extremely nice, but their movie taste is all over the place. And I'm pretty sure, because, like, Ryan has, like, four kids, and I, and I get the feeling that it's like, if I'm like, hey, do you want to go to the movie? He's just going to be like, yeah, and be in a really good mood about whatever it is. <laughs> so, like, things like Fast Night, I'll be like, yeah, I don't have to worry about anyone. I'm just going with Ryan or Caleb, because they're just <laughs> going to be so happy to be at the movie, and we're going to have fun. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I'm... You would have thought that, like, the nearly four years I've been here, I would be, like, your movie-going buddy. But for a majority of that time, anything you've wanted to go see, I've just been, like... I mean, to the point that, like, you don't even... I, I couldn't rem- I can't remember the last time you asked me if I wanted to go see a movie. I felt like you had seen this one, and also you were doing your lunch thing. It's the only reason I didn't say, why don't you come to this with me? Um, plus, I also, this morning, realized I was going to have to make a bunch of phone calls. And so I was like, well just so I make sure I get my phone calls done because, you know, respect family and all that crap. Um, I'll just go to the movie and make the phone calls. But um, but I almost did. But otherwise, yeah. But also, this is the first movie I've seen in the theater in 2020. That's that's crazy. I mean, but you know what? Historically, since Ezra's been born, historically the first few months, it's like I accidentally just take off. Yeah. Um, and this year, well, the, all the Oscars. Shitty season. I really, because I think you texted me about it. I really wanted to see Bad Boys, and it just—it's been crazy with Katie's work and life. And we had—we got a cold, like it went through the whole family for like two weeks. So two weekends were kind of wiped out with being sick, and just it's been—and then going to Knox, it's just been crazy. Um, and all the Oscar movies also came out so early in the year that they were either on VOD or I'd already seen them by the time like the new year hit. And so that would usually be my one thing that would get me in the theater in like January is catching up with something like that. Um, like I would have been watching parasite right before the Oscars in the theater or something, but I saw it back in October. Um, and so, yeah, I just haven't been. And, um, yeah. And the one time we tried to make plans, I had a meltdown in public. So, you know, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> well that wasn't for a movie though um that's it's, true. it's okay that i mean it, it worked out so exactly. i didn't really work out for you but it worked out fine for me so. i honestly so i will say i feel like that it made me evaluate what was going on day to day um so that i could start making some proactive steps because I, I think i felt very out of control of my entire life um and was upset about the idea of moving from Chattanooga for reasons that were not founded in a lot of reality, but they were founded in a lot of emotion. Um, and, um, and I had to start, I needed to start dealing with what was happening in my life. And I think if I had not happened, 
I would not have done that correctly. And potentially it would have caused some problems between me and Katie and life and stuff like that. And so I'm sort of glad because there's nothing that motivates me personally more than feeling embarrassed. (laughs) So um, (laughs) I was like, this can never happen again. Thank God it was Logan. Um, The, the one person besides probably my wife that I know will stick with me to the end. So, um, which you have reiterated not looking for that affirmation, but, um, yeah, so I'm glad it was you, but it did make me evaluate a lot of stuff, which has put me at a place where I could vocalize some things I didn't resonate to vocalize. So I could then work through them and be like, as much as I don't want to move Ezra from my great aunt, Karen, She's 78, and at some point, she's not going to be able to take care of Ezra like she does right now. And that point's not, probably not that far away. And so I need to stop holding on to like what I'm picturing in my head as a 15-year-long extra relationship because it's realistically probably not. And, and I have to think about it more in terms of what the reality is and, and things like that. And so um, my aunt, who I was so sad about leaving, I realized – I probably see her unless I'm dropping Ezra off, but I personally probably see and spend time with her maybe once a month. And if I'm traveling to Chattanooga two days a week for work, because that seems to be kind of the plan is I'll work from home three days a week and come in two days, um, then I'll have lunch with her potentially every other week. And I'll probably see her more now that I don't live here. And so things like that. And then honestly talking, I had a conversation with Tommy about it and my uncle and um, and he, even he was like, like I said earlier, just very realistically like pointing things out. And and you and I don't see each other that much in person. We text. But even then, honestly, because life's been so insane, uh, I haven't texted many people much lately. But um, but it just the realities of what I was holding on to is these big mountains were little hills. And, um, and I needed to address those things to get myself righted. So all that to say, yes, it worked out well for you, but long-term, I think it has is, is worked out well for me as well. You want to hear the, the most stupidly profound thing I've probably ever heard in my life? Yes. Okay. So this is not a spoiler for BoJack Horseman. It's just something that happened in the last episode of BoJack Horseman. Okay. So, uh, which you really, really should. I make know the effort. It's, um, it's fucking Katie because she loves the show too, and she's never here. <laughs> and when she is, falls asleep at eight fifteen. <laughs> so, uh, Todd and Bojack are having a conversation on the beach, and uh, Bojack is talking about uh, his trying to. Uh, rehabilitate and getting, you know, long periods of time that he stayed sober and how he's worried that like, well, what happens if I'm, if I fall off again and Mm -hmm. Todd's like, well, then you get sober again. Then you, then you break that record Mm -hmm. and then you just keep breaking the record. And if you fall off, well, then you just start over. And Todd starts talking about his relationship with his parents and, then he goes off on this diatribe and he goes, starts talking about work. And he's like, the other day I was to put it in context, he becomes a, uh, a child care uh, person, whatever you call him. And like uh, a nanny? 
yeah, but like he runs a childcare business. Oh, okay. It's, it's really weird how it happens, but okay. Um, he starts talking about uh, at work. I was singing the hokey pokey, and Bojack's like, "What does that have to do with with any of this?" And he's like, "I think a lot of people misunder misunderstand that song. Um, you do the hokey pokey, and." Then you turn yourself around and Bojack's like, yeah, the hokey pokey. That's what it's all about. Todd says, no, you do the hokey pokey. Then you turn yourself around. That's what it's all about. Oh, that's really nice. Oh, Todd. (laughs) And Bojack's like, I don't know if you're being extremely stupid or so smart. (laughs) And I'm just like this is blowing my mind. <laughs> I've never thought about that before, but it's totally right. So the hokey pokey is whatever the fuck you want it to be. It's all of the nonsense. But then you turn yourself around and that's what it's all about. Wow. You turning yourself around lately, Logan? Uh, no, it's been a slow, steady decline since Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have you gone to Atlanta anymore? Uh, no, I was there for those two weeks, and I honestly don't ever want to go back. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I, I just, it's, I don't know. It, it's too much stress. I think I, at this point I've gone <sighs> since August without any, like, extreme day-to-day work-related stress. And then, like, getting thrown back into it and having having somebody who is extremely, like, high-volume, uh, I really don't know how to put it without sounding like such an asshole, um, just very loud, very uh, enthusiastic in a negative way like constantly in my not in my face but like right next to me making like snide comments and i I just i couldn't deal with it and you know it just it sucks because when i'm like when i say she it immediately just turns into like oh well yeah i mean you so it's just because you can't work with women like no that's not true at all (laughs) i literally worked within like half an arm's length of somebody who I was who I thought I was in love with and managed to do that every day without having a nervous breakdown. So it has nothing to do with that. (laughs) It's just, this person is so, I'll, I'll tell you this story. Um, we had to have right now we have to have 5 PM call-in meetings every friday right now for some stupid reason so i but so even whatever. though you're done working you have to call in yes and yeah. i'm not happy about it but sure so i just don't say anything i call in and i just sit there in silence unless somebody addresses me directly so uh, my boss and one of the it people um who we work closely with is on the call as well the it person is a female She's very nice. I worked with her in Atlanta as well. Um, I really liked her. And uh, not like that, but... I know what you uh, You mentioned her. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So, 
<laughs> um, she asks this person who I find so toxic a question directly asks her a question and the toxic person addresses the response to my boss huh uh-huh. and like that bothered me so much <laughs> yeah and I'm like, see, this this is what I'm talking about. Like, yeah. That is, like, whether she intends it to be the way it is, that's not okay. Like, if somebody asks you, I mean, if Ezra asked you a question, or uh, you asked Ezra a question, and he just looked at Katie and said, hey, mom, and gave her the answer, and be like, Okay, this is not okay, and we're going to talk about this right now. You're not going to act like I didn't just directly ask you a question. <laughs> Do you know what he did to me the other day? I'll go get back to this, but you have to hear the story. You just reminded me. I'm afraid I forget it. Okay. So, because, you know, Katie's been a little less present lately, um, and so he got in really big trouble. Um, he So he's learned Lego Star Wars video game, is what we call it, but it's the Force Awakens Lego um, game that we were playing on my PlayStation. And he's loving it. He's gotten really good at it, and we're having a lot of fun. So he gets to play it every now and then. He got to play it for a really long time the other day, just because it was the nature of, I got a really important phone call. It keeps him very happy and, and contained, and I can, like, cook and, like, anyway. So like, he got to play for, like, an hour, which is, like, a massively long amount of time for how much he gets to play it. And it was time to stop, and he knew he'd gotten it for a long time. And so I said, you're done. And Arya had come in with me, and Arya was trying to, like, get up on the couch in front of him in the screen room, and he, like, swatted at Arya... And I hit her, but not like violently, just like it was just not good. Like you just shouldn't do that. You don't he doesn't do it anyway, but he was mad at me because he didn't want to stop playing and he just wanted Arya to not jump on him or whatever. And he like hit her. And like I was just like, No, sir. Like really like force like my forceful dad voice. And he immediately looks at me and scrunches up his face like he's crying and goes, I want my me. <laughs> And mm. I, uh, but but he wasn't really crying, and he was just doing it to get me to stop being mad at him. It was all like a game, and I was like, "Are you?" Because I immediately stopped. I was like, "Are you really upset? Are you being tricky?" And he smiled, and I was like, "You little bastard!" And you're just messing with me, and he's just messing with me just to get mm. out of trouble. The end. You sound very sad about that story. It's not as funny, I guess. I'm going to say it out loud. I, just, uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> I hope that's not... I mean, I know it's not a pattern. It's just that stuff like that. Like, ugh. No, it was a one-off. It was a one-off. That's why it's a whole thing. That it's very funny to me, because it's just a one-off. But it's him being very smart and tricky. Yeah. yeah. The end. Sorry, I've a, I've made you feel uncomfortable. Because you have a child. <laughs> I have a what? You have a genius child. You're going to have to be very, very careful. Well, I know. I know. <laughs> mm. Smart can be fantastic unless you're using the smarts for not fantastic things. <laughs> so far, so good. He did somehow get a um, Slave One Lego today from his grandmother. So mm. there's that. 
but that's also because they need to katie's got a shoot in columbus it's her last shoot down there um it's a maternity it's a birth and it's supposed to be like any time between now and tomorrow at noon so she's got it so that if he has to like if she has to drop ezra off at work to hang out with carol he can sit in her office and like just build the lego so it's yeah. practical but also it's a freaking slave one lego the hell anyway, <laughs> done they're so expensive it's a hundred dollars yeah what the hell <laughs> Someone asked me how much, uh, like, well, she's like, that's not that bad. You can get, like, a $30 Lego. I was like, do you know what a $30 Lego looks like? There's literally one $30 Lego. It's just, like, eight people. That's all you get in the box is eight people. Yeah, it takes, like, it would take Ezra, like, maybe, what, 20, 30 minutes tops? So. I mean, yeah, it's, like, and that's the people one. It would be, like, no, it would take two minutes. But, like, a $30 Lego set are just, like, yeah, I'm done in 10 minutes. I'm done. I'm happy. Okay. Uh, yeah, no. Anyway, back to your work. Uh, no, I mean that—that's all I had. That, that like that just hurt me to no end, and and it's like that—that's not okay. Like, don't, don't be like that. Like, even if you're not intentionally doing it, she's also the kind of person that you can't point that out to her because she's just immediately defensive's not the right word it's just, she's just not gonna she's gonna have her reasons for it or or excuse it with bullshit or you know i mean people well i have a few people that regularly call me on my shit courtney especially uh i know yeah. everybody's heard me talk about her but she calls me on my shit all the time like just my tone or whatever and i do what the hell i can to try to adjust it because sometimes i don't realize that i sound like an asshole <laughs> so um but she's not the kind of person that that would would make those adjustments you know yeah so it, it just it, it was very frustrating it was a frustrating two weeks for me it completely got me off my regular routine and I just, I haven't been able to get back to it since. And it's been like, I, like I said, it's been a slow, like steady decline since Christmas. Like I barely walk at all anymore. I stopped going to the gym. Uh, I don't eat anything worthwhile. Uh, <laughs> and I was doing so good for so long. You really were. Um, um, so yeah, it's just been rough, but I, it all, it, it really did all start like that week before Christmas, which we haven't talked about on here, but we did talk about. So, um, yeah. so, which, uh, I saw her the other day. How'd that go? <laughs> um, so, uh, this is me being an asshole. Um, she got a new position mm -hmm. at work. Um, she's moving to weekends during the day. So I probably won't ever really see her, which is fine. Um, and then it turns out that one of the reasons people like working the weekends is because generally the weekend people, they let you work as much overtime as you want because we're always short staffed during the week. People get sick. People's kids get sick. Whatever. You know, mm -hmm. the more more positions you know how to to work, the more overtime you can work. Sure. Um, so she would 
then be trained in two different positions. So the amount of overtime she could work would financially really help her out. Um, so uh, I went to lunch with my, my old boss Friday and he was telling me about some stuff and he was like, yeah, they're cutting out overtime. I was like, for everybody? He said, yeah, but especially for the uh, extended coverage nights and weekends people. I was like, oh, well, that's going to suck. A lot of people depend on that overtime. And he said, yeah, we started talking about it. When I say her, I mean the girl that I sat next to who I was thought I was in love with. And uh, I said, well, like, I bet she's pretty pissed about that. And he said, oh, yeah, she's livid. Like, like that's the whole reason she wanted to go. And uh, <laughs> so we, we get back to the office. Uh, and uh, I kind of made my round saying hey to some people I'll never get to see since I work at night. And then I walked back over to his desk to tell him I was taking off and she was standing there. And I kind of interrupted their conversation. I was just like, hey, I'm taking off. Thanks for lunch. And she just looks at me and says, oh, it's not like we were talking or anything. And then walks away. And I said, oh, hey, congratulations. She turned around. And she said, about what? I said, the new job. You got a new job, new position, right? And she just went, <laughs> and just walked away. <laughs> <laughs> like She doesn't know that I know that she's pissed about the overtime, but like, I had just I like I was like, you know, I know that was me being a total dick, <laughs> but it felt really good. <laughs> I mean, respect. I'm gonna respect that. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. uh, oh man, I I did feel bad. Courtney was like, "You gotta stop being bitter." I was like, "Ah, eh, I think right now the bitterness is kind of just helping me, you know, keep my head above water." <laughs> Fair enough. No, it's fair. So, have you watched the new Clone Wars yet? Yeah. How is it? I haven't watched. It. I'm watching it tonight. How, how is it? Um, it's really, really good. I'm pretty sure that. Did you watch the unfinished arc? Um. Yes, it's been a, a minute, but yes, I did. I I need to go back, but I'm pretty sure this is it. Yeah, so I know the Bad Batch is is one is one of the unfinished things they've shown stuff before, so I'm pretty sure that's that's accurate. Um, but I I was reading today that they so they did like a screening of like the first couple of episodes in Hollywood, and had like Filoni come out and a few other people come out and do like a Q and A, and they said that because my whole thing has been since they announced this that like a few years ago at a celebration Star Wars celebration. Filoni sort of details like what the end of the show was going to look like, right? And it's really beautiful, like moving, like the way he tells the story. And Ashley Eckstein's there. Eckstein, 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 Eckstein is there, and she like she cries, and like it's really emotional. It's really good the way he, this whole thing is told. And, and I just assume they're just going to adapt that. But apparently, they've made some changes um, so that things, if you have steeped yourself in any of that or taken that time you will have some surprises which is kind of intriguing like what what could they do different so um i'm hoping uh, well i'm not hoping i'm i just hope it's good but um i think it could be cool if like some stuff i think is going to happen doesn't quite happen that way and it could be kind of fun yeah there's uh there's some really really good stuff uh me and jacob actually just recorded a, a podcast earlier today okay. about it um the most interesting thing of, about the episode to me, 
sorry, was uh, the fact that we get a glimpse of like Anakin, like maybe in the first couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. But the whole episode is this new bad batch of clones and Cody and Rex. Like that's the whole episode. Yeah. And it, it it's such a throwback to the first episode of the series being ambush and how it's a lot of the clones, but they put Yoda in there because, well, I mean, because it's Yoda, but also like you needed a familiar character to pull you in because you do not have any kind of like um, emotional connection to the clones. Yeah. But in this episode, they, they very quickly get anybody else. That's a quote unquote main character out of it. And it's just about the clones and it's fine. Yeah. So, uh, I really liked it. I'm looking forward to, uh, the rest of the season, but specifically this arc, because it's, it's definitely feeling revenge of the Sithy, like moving really towards all of that. Yeah. Um, that's exciting. It's funny to uh, the, the part of the thing I read or I was reading about like the Q and a was Filoni saying how that there was more like, cause they, cause I, and I remember this when I was like, a, I was reminded as I was reading this, that they had originally had plans to go sort of bridge beyond revenge of the Sith. Even like, like the one season would be like after revenge of the Sith. And, and he was talking how that like without George, he's like there's just no way and he's good and and apparently he got like a little emotional about the idea of like how important george was in the creation of the show and what they had planned and how this was part of that original vision but anything beyond that which they had discussed but never really dug as deep into he just couldn't foresee doing it so this would be the end uh for i mean obviously for now there'll be books there'll be something um but um i thought that was it's so it always it always fascinates me to think about how closely Filoni, Filoni is tied to Lucas and the experience in the Clone Wars is tied to those, the making of the prequel movies. It's just so, it's always, it's such a weird, fascinating relationship to a TV show uh, to have. Yeah, and, and I, honestly, after uh, Rise of Skywalker, not that it needed rekindling, but this made me excited about star wars again um i just uh i don't i don't want to bash that movie but it, it just it killed a lot of my interest in anything related to like that specific era of star wars yeah i i i watched earlier this week maybe maybe last weekend i watched two two maybe three episodes of the mandalorian ezra got the um the there's a there's a walker a chicken walker that's camouflage in the sort of seven samurai episode yeah um and ezra got that a few like a month ago for like for whatever he's got got that lego and um and so he's asked about it a lot like why is it camouflage what's the mandalorian doing is he a good guy this whole kind of thing and so I decided it was like the daytime and like we'd have enough day time of the day to recover from it if it was too intense or something. I just rolled the dice when we watched it and he loves baby Yoda. But, um, 
he but he got to see the walker in action and we we're kind of talking about it now he understands that the guys who he doesn't recognize are bad guys and that's good he kind of figured some stuff out but i was watching that show and was kind of like yeah no star wars feels good right now i'm feeling better this is helping me it's helping me it's good stuff and then i watched um the clone wars movie which is not a great movie um but um i enjoyed it more than i've every time i watch anything prequel related again i like it more than i did the previous time so this is like my fourth or fifth watch of it and liked it more this time again and um and I was like, yeah, no, Ahsoka, I love Ahsoka. I love the stuff that they're doing. I love the clones. And so I like, I feel like everything but the rise of Skywalker is helping me get back into Star Wars. And there's so much of it, but I have to be intentional. And I'm, I'm really glad that we're going to have this weekly new Clone Wars. So I think that's going to help keep my, 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 my bar, my stamina bar for Star Wars going back up. Yeah. I, I mean, I know I've repeated this several dozen times, but... It, it this show really is more Star Wars to me than any of the films probably ever will be again. Like this show, especially combined with Rebels, because even though they're separate, it is this continuation. It is part of Ahsoka's journey. It's part of Rex's journey. And I mean, those two characters probably rank higher than most of the characters from the uh, original trilogy and the new trilogy for me. No, no. I mean, I think Ahsoka, I mean, I, I really, so it's really funny that I, for the longest time I have loved Luke and I have stood for that and I've listened to your crap and I have dealt with it and just realized we can still be friends, even though you hate the person that I care for the most in the world of Star Wars. And then I saw the rise of Skywalker and I was like, God, they ruined Luke for me. (laughs) So, um, but, but all that to say Ahsoka would be right behind Luke for me. And then I love Ventress, but not, I think I, so I've realized does Ryan ever listen to this podcast? No. I think Ryan has a kink for Ventress, and that's why he likes her the way he likes her. And that's fine. No shame there. And I do think Ventress has got her own like sexy bad lady thing going on because I'm like, you know, Cersei for life, and like I like my bad ladies. But I, she's so much more than that to me, and I really love her. And like her final, her book, Dark Disciple, so good. And I, I love Ventress. So Ventress is up there for me as well. But then I've got like all the rebels tied. Like I really love all the rebels, and I watched that show. I recently rewatched the whole series last fall, and like when certain characters die, I cried. And like at the end of it, I like got super emotional and I already knew. So I love, so like, I think rise of Skywalker may have literally knocked out the, my, my, my one live action person besides Leia, who's more of like, to me, like the soul of being a normal star Wars fan. Like, I don't know how to explain how Leia doesn't get ranked. Cause she's just is for me. The, the Star Wars thing. This is weird. I don't know. We don't have to. None of this has to make sense. It's just Star Wars. But yeah. but Luke, who I would have ranked, is like off the list now because he catches that fucking lightsaber and is all like terrible looking and silly and it's not good and it doesn't make sense. And then he's like, we all knew you were up, Palpatine. There's Leia's secret lightsaber. JJ can fuck right off. So, <laughs> um, but 
to say all that, I think I finally am with you. I have not been with you for the years, but I feel like now I look at it, I'm like, no, man. Like, the like I am... So tomorrow, I don't know if you've remembered or if you're tracking this, tomorrow is the Project Luminous reveal. Yes. And so, like, I, I am desperate for these rumors that have surfaced throughout that some part of this in some fashion is the Rebel sequel series coming out at the end of this year. Because that rebel that that rumor keeps coming up with consistent details, and from different places, and I just so desperate like whatever else it is, give me more of those people. Give me more. Yeah, it, 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 I mean I know a lot of original trilogy OG Star Wars fans think that stuff like that is blasphemy, but I. I don't know how to explain it. Mm -hmm. Like for most of my life, I was with you on all of that stuff. Like I love Luke. I love Han. Um, but I love Obi-Wan calling you out. No, I, I like Obi-Wan for the (laughs) complex character. He is. That's fair. I don't like Obi-Wan the way a lot of people seem to love Obi-Wan because I don't think he's the hero that everybody that a lot of people think that he is. Yes. Um, but you know, it, it, this, at this point, my favorite original trilogy, star Wars characters are all, uh, puppets are, they're all special effects. Mm-hmm. It, it's chewy. It's Yoda. Uh, it's R2. It, like I, I just, I don't care that much about Luke anymore. Um, Honestly, The Last Jedi was the most I've cared about Luke in a long time. Yeah. He's so good. It's so good. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm with you on Leia, though. Like, it's almost like it just doesn't count. Um, Because she's transcendent. Yeah. Both both Carrie Fisher on screen, behind the scenes. I mean, she freaking script doctored on the prequels even like she's just so much she's she and i think that's why everybody like you don't see people get stupid on the internet about carrie fisher the same way about literally anything else in star wars yeah you just don't see it because she's transcendent sorry yeah i i completely agree with you um but yeah i i care more about these CGI cartoon characters than I do any of those live action, like non special effect characters in any of the live action films. I think. I mean, I, I literally until I got the draft of it was about to have three of those characters tattooed onto my body for the rest of my life. Yeah. And, but then the draft was terrible and I was like, fuck you lady. (laughs) I'm not doing this. That, that you was... took you took a coloring book and wanted to put it on my arm. Yeah, uh, I, sh- I still struggle with not posting that on the internet and being like, yeah, I, I mean, I think she should be called out. So I know, but I know. that's me. You're a nice guy, so I think I'm a shit. I'm, I'm no, I'm just I'm I'm weak. <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> Because the because the feelings and the thoughts I have don't relate to being a nice guy. The fact that I'm not uh, saying it out loud sounds like I'm a nice guy, but maybe I'm just a coward. 
I just don't like I just don't like confrontation, man. Yeah, me either. <laughs> um but but yeah, so no, I agree. I agree. I mean, Ahsoka is one of those characters who every mention, every anything that pops up, I'm like, "Oh, Ahsoka, like what's up with her? What's going on?" I love like Filoni, like I don't I don't know if you read, but I immediately clicked on the link and read it, but if Filoni said just cuz she's yeah. you can hear her in the rise of Skywalker, doesn't mean she's dead. Don't make so make some official. It kind of makes fun of fans too. It's like it's like people like they watch these movies, right? Like it doesn't always mean. Yeah. Uh, Palpatine was dead too. So <laughs> you know. Exactly. Um yeah. Uh Ahsoka is the most fully formed character in all of Star Wars. Hands down. I mean, yeah. They got the most time. They they planned. I feel like there was an investment in her creation. Um yeah, no, I yeah, yeah, hell yeah, and then in her comeback in Rebels is a character who has matured in a time gap from the actions of pre. It's not like here's who she was right then, fifteen years or eight years ago, nine years ago, whatever it is. Like she's she's changed, but we don't know everything that's happened. That's evolution. That's a that's growing up. But it's like they took care to let a character who's growing up in and in. in terms of how these stories are laid out like in like there's it's all defined how much time things have been and i yeah just the care the care for that character is it's incredible and i feel like they've protected her but by doing so they they've made the best thing they could possibly make in that universe um and some of that i think is because maybe because people like me were shitty when the movie came out and were like what the hell is this and they were like no no we really do love her and we're gonna prove it to you yeah i I I mean mean, truthfully she yeah she is she is exactly what luke starts out as like this whiny bratty tag along like oh my god like shut up just shut up like, I'm so sick of this kid. And then, like, as it goes, you're just like, you're seeing this character change. And as she changes, your feelings change. Because, like, you can see the progression, the evolution, the, you know, all of this stuff does actually change the character. With, And it's it's probably an unfair comparison because the movie's, have such a long amount of time in between them and you have such limited amount of time to explore that character development. But like with Luke, you just, you, you have the time jumps and then his character's different, you know? Yeah. There's no, you know, you're invested because you want to be him. You're invested in Ahsoka because like you've watched this person grow, you know? So it's uh, I'm so stoked for the for the last twelve episodes of the Clone Wars. <laughs> they, they, they just have to announce more. Come on, come on, Dave. I know you're working out there. What are you doing? Well, hopefully he's working on something else. Like I would, I would watch Clone Wars for the rest of my life, but I also want to see him do something on such a bigger stage than disney plus 
Well, I agree, but I think Disney views that as the biggest stage possible right now because but, of their subscriber and it's in the home and it's I mean, they're they're literally breaking the, all the binge mode rules by the releasing stuff the way they do because they're like, no, we got what we got. We're doing it. They yeah. they know they know 12 episodes, right? In this format means three months of subscription. Yep. That's I mean, it doesn't I, it's just so obvious. Like, I would be honest, I look at shows like um, on Netflix, like The Witcher, which has been this huge phenomenon. I have not seen one minute of it, but I promise you, if that show was week to week, I would have at least seen a couple episodes already. Oh, yeah. But all at once, it's it's such a at this point, all of that stuff all at once is such a daunting task that you're like, I'm just not going to watch any of it. Yep. Yep. I saw a commercial for Westworld season three. They just released this big trailer for it last week. And and I watched the trailer. I have not seen season two. I watched season one, really liked it. Skipped season two because it just looked confusing and I heard it was confusing and just skipped it. And I saw this trailer and I went, well, shoot, that sounds really like, I mean, that looks really interesting. I, I got to catch up with this show and I have a plan. Like, I'm going to catch up with this show so I can watch week to week the season three because that is so much less daunting than watching something that was released all at one time. Yeah. Like it's just that's that's and that now part of that is I have a child, I have a crazy work schedule and a crazy life, and that's just how things work out for me. But the idea that like that, that but these are real people problems, you know, not everybody. And that's why so many like that's why I also have a good number of friends who've seen every episode of The Witcher and whatever else, right? But but at the same time, I'm like, no, nah, I'm good. I can't do that. I just don't. I don't even want to invest in it because what happens if I love it and then I can't keep watching? You know, yeah. and and because I mean, there's even shows on Netflix that are like completed show um, that like like. So I'm you make fun of me, but I'm watching this anime that my coworkers have really tried to get me to watch, and it's it's like five seasons. They're short, twelve episode seasons. I'm like halfway through, but it has taken me like six months. They're twenty three minute episodes. Not that many of them, and I'm still only halfway through because it's so much. But week to week, if that show was releasing right now, I could follow right along with them. Even if I got a couple weeks behind, I could catch up. And then, like like Mr. Robot, I fell a couple weeks behind, but then I finished right on time. Um, week to week makes all the difference, and and it's not even me longing for the days of you know when primetime television on ABC mattered. You know, it's just harder to binge so much. Um, having, I don't know. Just being busy. <laughs> and it, it doesn't help that there's literally so much good stuff. Like so, even some of the like, eh, that's mediocre is still better than almost anything we had 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. It, it It's crazy. Like the CW superhero shows are uh, mostly just okay. But like if you want to watch a superhero show like you have such a wealth of that whereas like when you were six i mean what did you have x-men the animated series batman the animated series spider-man the animated series the end yep and even then because you're six you don't know how seasons work you don't know like why am i watching reruns where are the new episodes and all of a sudden there'd be a commercial four months later like new episodes coming next week i'm like oh cool and i don't understand what that means necessarily like why you know you just you watch what you can watch and but that's it 
but now everybody understands all of that stuff and we're we're also so much more educated that anyway, it's fascinating the whole tv watching is just a fascinating thing <laughs> uh, and and now everybody's jumping into the streaming war so <sighs> that's going to be to be interesting how how it all shakes out did we should have talked about this when we were talking about uh the dc stuff dan didio didio however you say his name walked out fired do we know what happened? I don't know what happened. I saw that's all I saw was the tweet, basically. The the, the news, and that was it. And I didn't click on anything. To, Apparently, to, to, that it came down not from DC, from AT&T. What? Yes. What do you do? Uh, so, uh, creatively, he's butted heads with almost every uh, big name that they have. Uh, okay. Biggest of all, I think, is Scott Snyder. Okay. Um, so, who is... Him and Tom big... King have pretty much owned the Bat franchise for, what, the better part of the, almost a decade now? Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, you know, you keep butting heads with this guy. Uh, maybe that's why Jeff Johns decided he didn't want to really be involved in the comics anymore. Who knows? That's mm-hmm. speculation, but uh, I I think finally it it got to where like there was no other uh, he wouldn't listen to anybody else whatever creative edict he came up with like this five G thing that's coming, mm-hmm. um, which is going to be like what Marvel did a couple of years ago replacing all of the well established heroes with younger more diverse versions mm-hmm. um, it didn't really work out well for marvel because you're replacing the heroes rather than creating new characters so it just it winds up not working you just have to revert back to it a lot of people are against it apparently he was going to use this death metal thing that mm-hmm. scott snyder and greg capullo are doing as like a launching pad and I, there was apparently a lot of creative strife. And finally, I guess it just got pushed up the ladder enough that they just walked him out. So I'm my about- favorite headline was, uh, I hate bleeding cool, but they published one that says Jim Lee awakens from four day nap to find out he's the sole publisher of DC comics. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. I um yeah so I've been reading we've talked about this before but I've been reading Justice League and I've really enjoyed it and I'm about three issues from being caught up and my boss reads it pretty intense he's the reason I read it because he really kept recommending it anyway so we've been reading it and he texts me and goes you could just quit reading Justice League I was like what because they've been working on this long term like it's like almost 40 issues in and it's like, or maybe more. And it's, and it's all been building and building and building on the storyline. He goes, yeah, they totally just shift the entire storyline at the end. And if you look at this 5g thing announcement, it's all going to make sense. It's like, they just quit. They quit the entire storyline. They've been working on for like two and a half years because of this thing. And they just stopped. And so now what you're saying, putting it with that, I'm very curious if that's what happened, but I haven't read it. So who knows? Yeah. Apparently a lot of creative strife. So um, although at this point it might be too late because you've already like 
that edict has already come down. You can't stop what's in the pipeline for six months from now because that's the way the publishing cycle works. Yeah. So, like, like it, it might have, it might be too little, too late. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so that that's got to be. At, on one hand, it's got to be really, really uh, great for a lot of the people that like just kept butting heads with the guy or, or had their ideas shut down for stupid reasons. Like that, the Batwoman wedding from a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. like that, that, that was him like shutting Ooh. that down because no characters can't get married and like what? Yeah. Um, you know, it, it just, for them that has to be like, feel like vindication, but at the same time, like, all of the stuff that could have happened, you know, like it's, it, that's also got to be really, really frustrating. 5G is also a terrible title just to say. Yeah. Cell phone coverage as a event. Yeah. It's like he was hanging out with the folks at AT&T and they, everybody was talking about the new 5G networks. And he's like, how can we do this in comics? Yep. Very <laughs> um, odd. I mean, I I don't really have anything against the dude because I don't read DC Comics. So, not although your Superman piece really makes me want to read Superman, but I'm not going to do it. Why <laughs> so, not? Come I'm on. having a really difficult time keeping up with the X-Men right now. That's I fair. cannot add more to it. So, because, like, have are you keeping up with the X-Men stuff? Man, there's so much of it. And it's so dense, man. Like, it just, it kind of makes my head hurt. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got it all to read. But no, I, I saw Kyle posted a picture of, like, his whole stack of X-Men stuff he hasn't read. And he's like, maybe I should just quit or something like that. And I was like, I, yeah, I mean, I feel you, buddy. Like, I've got it sitting there, and I just, I don't know what even to do with it. I am I am on the fourth issues for all the series. Or do like, we at six or seven these days? Seven, I seven. think. Ooh. So I'm not too far behind, but when there's like nine books and they're adding more, like it it's just getting really, really daunting. And some of them are extremely interesting, and some of them are really intellectual, which makes me want to be interested in them, but the stuff they're discussing is so past anything that I'm really understanding that I'm like, like this has to be going somewhere. Like a lot of the apocalypse stuff. I'm just like, okay, so what now? Like the the mutant magic and like, I don't know how far into it you got. Like, like two issues. Okay. So you're fine, but it's just, yeah, like you can talk about whatever, but and, and then Xavier getting shot, which happens in like the second, first or second issue, I think, of X Men. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like, but a lot of the other books are actually taking place in the past, or some of them are after he gets shot, some of them are before he gets shot at one point. And, and it's just the timeline's really confusing. And I, I I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm I was enjoying the new mutants book, and then like after issue three, 
it stops being about the mutant, new mutants that are in space and shifts back to Krakoa and starts focusing on some other of the previous new mutants characters. And I'm like, what the fuck happened to the people in space? Like I was enjoying that story. And I, like, I, I don't know. I, I'm not hating any of it, but it's just so much. <laughs> oh yeah i'm i'm i agree i'm with you it's just sitting there but and every time they bring a character back from the dead it makes me think of another character who's not around i'm like how come that like have they brought this person back or are just like why there are some that i'm like why did like i don't know how much you know but like they brought jamie braddock back why <laughs> why as they can but he for the entire existence of that character he has been horrible and not like he's a bad character he is bad <laughs> and i'm just like okay so it's just like hopefully it works out this time like i, I don't understand that <laughs> oh um yeah uh, I don't know. Uh, the the assassination of Xavier immediately after all of this was frustrating beyond belief for me. <laughs> uh-uh. Well, that's that's what you have to do. You always have to find a new way to kill Xavier. Yeah, that, that that's. I think that's the biggest problem I have. Is that like, how many times are we going to walk down this road? Like, this character has died so many times. Like, going literally back to, like, X-Men number 12 or something, where he you think he's dead, and then he was using, like, somebody as an imposter uh, to fake his own death or something like that. And it's just like, we've literally been doing this for 60 years. Stop killing this character (laughs) off. Or leave him dead, one or the other. Uh, and everybody's just like, and now there's a way around it. Like they have a literal revolving door to constantly bring back characters that die. I guess if you write it into the plot, though, you take out some of the, oh, we have to figure out a way to do it. Which yeah, is kind of nice. Yeah, but it negates any of the, the stakes. The only like stakes... That, that I'm like interested in finding out the how and why and what does it all mean is Kitty Pride cannot walk through the gateway. Sorry. Yeah. Catherine. Yeah, right. Uh, um, <laughs> like, why, why can't she walk through the gateway? Like, what is that all about? That's the only thing I, I care about. So, like, the Hellfire Club stuff, don't fucking care like it feels like such a retread of the claremont stuff from so very long ago and i'm just like oh don't go i hate sebastian shaw and then i mean spoilers he brings back his asshole son and i'm just like as much as i don't care about sebastian shaw i don't give a fuck about shinobi like i just like don't care (laughs) so 
It just uh, it's frustrating, but it's very well written frustration <laughs> because Hickman is great, but oh my god, they uh, but I mean he's not doing all the books. Uh, he like co-plotted the first couple of issues of all of them, I think. Mm-hmm. So um, apparently Wolverine's phenomenal though. So you know, I think that's the one I don't have at all is Wolverine. Oh well. Uh, if you did not get your Wolverine number one this week mm-hmm. or this past week, good luck. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Just like cool. Batman. If you didn't get Batman 89, good fucking luck. <laughs> um, so speaking of comics, are we going to do our thing next week, next Sunday night? Yeah, that sounds cool. good. So we'll be caught up. And it'll be nice. Yeah, I've I think specifically I... held off reading the Star Wars books so that I can read them and have them fresh in my mind. I've actually done the same thing. I have them sitting there ready. But I was thinking I'd start on them on like Thursday. So yeah. that way they'll be a little more fresh. Because it's not that many, which is nice. Yeah. Um, but still, there's just so much. And there's so much Star Wars. Excuse me. Just yawning right into the mic super professional um but i feel like there's so much star wars in my brain all the time that if i don't um have it fresh i'll just be talking about some random thing i read on twitter about the rise of skywalker by the time we get to next sunday first post rise of skywalker story is going to be published in star wars adventures really yep i didn't read that's cool yeah also idw announced yesterday or the day before yesterday, new lock and key comics coming crossover with the Sandman universe. No way. Yep. I'm I'm still I finished the first two graphic novels of that and I'm on the third. Like I, I buy on the third. I've opened the third, but I haven't really read it. Um so I'm gonna continue on with that. I've not watched the show yet. Dang it. Have you watched the show yet? Oh yeah. Good. We texted yeah. this, I think. It it's Is it better than the trailer? Yes. I was it's really far sad when i saw the trailer um it's kind of funny because uh there's also an audio book version or audio play version that they did a couple of years ago mm-hmm. and uh i got courtney uh hooked on the series she like she watched she finished it before i did because she got so hooked on it and then uh, i said i was telling her about the comics and she was like oh well like do you have them i was like no they're in storage but uh I was like, but there's an audiobook. Like, you might enjoy that because you like audiobooks. And so she's been listening to that. And she texted me today and she's like, I don't like them in the audiobook. I was like, well, if they're anything like the actual characters from the comics, they're they're all they're kids. They're all assholes. Like kids are assholes. So, you know, like the older boy is like a total self-involved jerk. Uh I mean it, they're very typical kid characters like the little kid is uh, just a brat like he's just a whiny brat she's like yeah i don't like them <laughs> like yeah, that's kind of the point <laughs> like they had to soften them up for the show because otherwise you're just going to be watching the show about protagonists that you fucking can't stand <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, well it's really it is nearly really, nine uh, sorry no, it's nearly nine I gotta eat, and yeah, have to be at work. I gotta be at work at like four thirty tomorrow. I don't have to be at work till five o'clock tomorrow. Yeah, then you work all night. Ugh. 
I don't know. Yeah. The, I don't think either one of us win because we have to go to work either way. <laughs> um, what? I said, yeah, it sucks. <laughs> I liked um, it better when I worked by myself. I liked it better when... I don't know. My life as a teenager was not fun. So, like, yeah, I worked when I was a teenager, too. Yeah, like, I don't know. There was never a good time in my life. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but, yeah, so um, it'll be fine. I get to work for, like, three hours without anyone else being there with me, and that is nice. Yeah, that would be nice. Like, I, I wish that I worked. I wish I stayed 7 to 7 instead of 5 to 5 because then – my coworker, who's a nice person, but she would leave at five and I would have a quiet two hours. As it is now, I come in at five and I, those are it's a five to seven is extremely busy. So I am there by myself, but it's a very busy two hours and it does fly by, but I just, you know, I don't, I can't really appreciate that. Whereas before, I could appreciate the quiet time. <laughs> yeah. No, that makes sense. Makes sense. That's, that yeah. is becoming the benefit. If I have a commute, my goal will, well, if, like, I'm going to have a commute. And on the days that I come in, I'm going to come in really early so I can leave a little earlier. But I will, so I will still, even coming from Knoxville, have a little bit of time by myself. And I think I will enjoy, like, a couple, of, you know, hour and a half ride quiet time in the morning i'm gonna get so much podcast listening then i'll be caught up and i'll get back on audiobooks it'll be wonderful yep you do the hokey pokey and you turn yourself about that's not it is it i did it wrong turn yourself around around damn it get <sighs> before you do anything if you're gonna binge watch something last season of bojack it, oh it sounds it sounds like we're about to have a period of time where it could happen so, but Katie, you gotta, you gotta come home. The, Katie, come home. <laughs> the first episode, I think it's the first episode, uh, from like back in November or whatever, is going to be emotionally devastating. Mm-hmm. It might be the second episode. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, I like I watched it, and Courtney came over, and then I rewatched it, not thinking about it, and she was. A freaking wreck. Like she was just like she couldn't. She's like, I can't, I don't want to go to school. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like I'd already seen it, so I kind of knew what was going to happen. So, but yeah, I can't wait for you to watch it. On our current trajectory, we'll do this again after I live in Knoxville. No, it can't Let's, be three months. <laughs> well, ne- next week we'll have Four Color Galaxy, and then maybe Which, we'll try to do. Have, do you have it on iTunes yet? Yeah. Okay, I looked for it the other day and I couldn't find it, so I could subscribe. I'll, I'll double check. I'll send you a link. I'll find it. Okay. But I submitted it and I got the approval email. Okay. Yeah, but I will. I'm um, bad at looking. You're so bad at looking. Use your eyes, Logan, not your hands. Um, that doesn't even make sense, but, um, we have, we have that and then maybe we can try to come back the following Sunday for one of these. Yeah. That'll be relatively close to my birthday. That's the big past 40. Yeah. How's that feel? 
Uh, terrible. I hate it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, it just sucks being old. So. Where's our Where's our podcast? I'm looking. I don't see it. <gasps> oh, I put four galaxy. Maybe that's why. What if we both did the same thing? That would be funny. Four <laughs> color galaxy, and is it? Is it? No, it's not it. Nope. Where's my podcast? Okay, yeah, I'll find. Uh, it. Yeah, me and Jacob were talking about it. It was like two weeks ago when we talked about it. Though. I was like, I don't know. Maybe he hadn't submitted it yet. I was like, but I, I need to subscribe. And so I looked for it uh, that, that I night. It. I think I looked for it while we were recording. I was like, huh, I got to ask. <gasps> I found out what's happened. It's what? listed as Supermassive Pop, the podcast. What Ooh. the hell? I'll get that changed. That'll be easy fix, but I'm going to send you the link. That way you can subscribe. But yeah, if you just search Supermassive Pop, then you'll find it. But that's not correct, so I'll get that fixed. Okay, cool. I'm, I mean, sure, Chuck, you do what you want. <laughs> so. Well, thanks. I'm going to go make pasta. All right. Have a better tomorrow, everybody. Bye. Stop, damn it. Uh,